people, it is day three of the BFI Flare Festival and man, I hope you've been enjoying it, right? We have got another couple of fantastic films for you today, people. So sit back and let's get this cracking. Okay, people, so big news for the BFI Flare London LGBTIQ Plus Film Festival, right? So, um, they're doing the screen talks. Yes, they are doing the screens talk series for this festival. And, um, film and television actor Russell Tovey will be part of it. You know, and as part of BFI Flair's The Maker series, conversations with award-winning filmmaker, journalist and author David France, you know, and writer-producer Jay Garano Acaporta, you know, some, all of the special events will be available for free for audience to access wherever in the world you are, right? And you can do it via the BFI YouTube, the Facebook channels, you know, it is all there for you, right? So, um, yeah, this 12-day event, which brings the best new LGBTIQ plus cinema from around the world via BFI Player to UK-wide audiences, will also feature discussions with the directors and BFI Flare BFI Flare programmers for the films Well-Rounded and Rebel Dykes. Both screaming at the festival, um, BFI Film Academy will also return with events for young creatives and the BFI Flair community can indulge in their love of trivia and the music as the popular Big Gay Film Quiz is back. And the BFI Flair FM will keep everyone moving to the beats of their favourite BFI Flair dance party DJs over on the BFI Spotify page. <laughs> so, um, yeah, tickets for the features can be purchased via the BFI Flair website. Right, so um, there is a lot people, there is a lot to talk about, so with the screen talks, Russell Tovey will be, um, he's will be up on Friday the 26th of March at 7pm, right, um, now with the makers, you have um, the Joy Guerrero Acaporta, that will be taking place on Tuesday, the 23rd of March at 6pm. David France will be Wednesday, the 24th at 6pm. And um, then we have some events 
right? So there's the well-rounded a conversation. So that, that will be happening on Saturday, the 20th of March at 2 p.m., right? And um, you can hear from uh, assistant programmer Tara Brown, who is joined by Shana Mara, um, and Candy Palamata, along with Lydia Okelelo, right, so, um, also, you have a Dr. Charlotte Cooper, um, yeah, and, uh, Grace Barber Plenty, right, so, um, yeah. That should be pretty interesting. Now, on um, the Sunday, the 21st at 2 p.m., there is a Rebel Dykes, a conversation, right? So, um, yeah, you will be able to hear from the co-directors, Harry Shanahan and Shion Williams, along with Atalanta Koenig. Uh, plus the um, programmer Jay Bernard and Tara Brown. So another very good, interesting thing to um, yeah be down with. So the uh, BFI Academy events. So um, beyond coming of age, right? So that takes place at. 12 p.m. on Saturday the 20th of March, right, it's going to be a a Zoom event, which you, you know, will have to book for via Eventbrite, Eventbrite, Uh, the panellists will be Thomas Wilson White, the director of the fantastic The Greenhouse, you also get um, Thanasis Tissib, Pins, who directed Escaping the Fragile Planet. We got Noza Eke, who um, di- who is um, part of the alumni class from 2018, and Matthew Jacobs Morgan, who um, is also from the 2018 alumni class. Right, so you have that. Um, then later on that same day at 3 p.m., you've got family values, right? So this will be a conversation with Alexa Bacconi and Michelle Antonides. Again, that's going to be a Zoom conversation, right? So um, I make sure you get your tickets for that people, right, so, um, Bacconi, um, directed Colours of Toby, and, um, Antonides is the producer of Sweetheart, so, yeah, right, so, if you're a quiz fan, the Big Gay Film Quiz will be taking place on Monday, the 22nd of March, at 7pm, and um, it looks like that will be on the um, Facebook page. So a lot, a lot to look forward to, people. So make sure you mark those dates down and enjoy.
Okay, people. So now you've had all of that, let's get into this week's films, right? Today's films, even. We got some good ones for you, people. Enjoy. Well, Ruotangi. Ruotangi? I think I've just. Man, I had it right. I had it right in my head, and now I think I've just messed up the name. But um, Ruotangi. Right, yes, there's no T. This is um this is a very interesting film, right? It, it's funny because it was originally a web series, but then they reconfigured it for a film. And I, I think you can see how it could work as a um you know, as a series, really. But it is a feature film directed by Max Curry. So it was conceived and, um, you know, written by Oliver Page and Cole Myers. Uh, so the producers on this is uh, great Craig Gainsborough. Um, Myers and Curry, along with Tweedy Watiti and uh, Melissa Nicholson. Um, cinematography is Johannes Louise, and the composer is Lachlan Anderson, right, so, um, yeah, it's got a, you know, a very good cast, right, so we have El Els Carrad, Els Carrad plays our main character, Kaz Davis, um, Kirk Torrance plays Kaz's dad, Gerald Davis, you then have, um, Arwina Rose Ashby plays Kaz's best friend, well, best friend growing up, anyway, Anahara, uh, who else is there, and there's, um, a few people, it's like what order to um, bring these people up in, you know what I mean, uh, Jem, Jem is, yeah, Jem is, hmm, well, let's say Jem's a friend of Kaz and Ahara, and Jem is played by Arlo Green, right, we've then got, um, Wiener, it's played by Aurora Rawson. Agnes is Renee Sheridan. Um, yeah, I, I think they're our, our main kind of peoples that we come up against. Okay? So, yeah, the gist of the film is, um, is this, right? So, it centers around Kaz. A trans man who hasn't been home in a decade. Worried that his family wouldn't have accepted his transition. He never came out before the party and hasn't kept in touch since. He falls on hard times and ends up back in the small rural community of Rurangi. Nobody recognises him. Eventually, old flames rekindle and best friends begin to forgive. 
However, a stubborn streak runs in the family and for Kaz's father, trust doesn't come so easily. Yes. So, I, you know, watching this, I kind of felt there was, there was a few different things. You know, a, a few different things kind of running through it, really. Which, um, yeah. Which is interesting. Right, and... We open up, right? We open up with, um, yeah, Kaz in a car, and he's like upset. He might even be crying. I wasn't quite sure, but you can clearly see he is upset, right? So we we've got this, but we don't know why, right? There is no clue of what has happened. And as he's driving, he has kind of uh, flashes, you know, flashbacks, dreaming, maybe he's falling asleep, who knows. But yeah, he, he's having these kind of visions and he crashes his car, which is like, oosh. <laughs> hey, but it could have been worse. There is, you know, it could have been worse. So I think Kaz can thank his lucky stars really so yeah you know you 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 realize he's gone back home you know what i mean i think whenever someone's kind of driving to some remote ass place it's like oh that's the homestead right so um yeah no one no one recognizes him you know what I mean? So it, it, it's one of those crazy things. Like you hear him on the phone to his dad. Dad obviously doesn't, you know, because taking testosterone is going to change up your voice, right? So we have, um, yeah, all, all of this is going on, really. We then cut to Anahira. Right, so we we have her, you know. Well, we're introduced we're introduced to her as um yeah she's saying goodbye to her don't know, girlfriend partner fling. Right, I don't think we we really know, but yeah, she then goes into work, and that kind of this gives us our our second kind of thing i think in the film because obviously look the film is dealing with you know kaz kaz coming home and you know having to reintroduce himself technically because you know he we, we have him turn up at the shop where Anahara, um, you know, she, I think she owns it, or she just works there, right, and, yeah, they used to be best friends growing up, but she has no idea who he is, you know what I mean, so then it's just this whole thing of, wait, are you, what, but she doesn't really care, you know, gives him a hug, and it's just like, um, cool, you can stay with me, but there is that, like, where the fuck have you been, 
you know so we've got this because you know this is gonna be a thing right having to reintroduce yourself and there's the explanations and the questions and all of that but then also we have um you know something that we see with Anahara but it's not I don't think that it's not kind of made a big issue but it is there and that is like with Anahara she doesn't speak Maori right doesn't speak Maori so you have her trying to you know address that right but then you see people's opinions right so there is this whole stigmatism around her for not speaking maori then you've got the whole trans stigmatism so it, it, it's kind of dealing with that but then also there is i think it's just the whole love situation you know and you know like do you love someone because of you know their their gender or do you love someone because of their soul essentially right their spirit like what is the thing what's the draw and these are issues and these are all like issues that we we see here which is really interesting you know i i think the the trans um you know acceptance and everything that's front and center but the other things are there and i i wouldn't say they are necessarily marginalized they're just not necessarily vocalized you know clearly so i don't know some people might miss it some people might say no that's not really what the film is about i don't know that's this is all that i'm taking from it but it's interesting because i think there's a, a lot that goes around all of these things right and a thing that i thought was very interesting is the whole transition thing the way it's dealt with right because listen you can have a film of you know someone getting chased and beat up and everyone going ah, yeah yeah you're a girl you know what i mean you could do that but they've approached it in a, a very different way because i think a lot of the time right and you know this is very valid there is a defense around kaz you know kaz is you know someone will ask something and kaz instead of you know just yeah no obviously right yeah well i haven't seen it's just like well i've always been this and yeah you didn't do and and you know and it's just like yo chill chill kaz chill but it, it's a it's a difficult situation, right? Because it's one of those things where, obviously, there has been a certain reaction, right? So I think there's times when you react to the expected reaction rather than the actual reaction that you get. 
Yo, you're so on edge for this thing that's going to come at you. But maybe it doesn't, right? But you're already so amped for this thing that, yo, it doesn't matter. Because now this is your your mode of operandi, you know? So we, we get to see all of this. So it makes it a very interesting film, you know? And I think I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. And I think we've got some very good performances and some real interesting moments in the film. So this is Kaz, um, um, not Kaz, is it? <laughs> Obviously, Kaz would have a name. Um, this is, bear with me, Els Carrard. Els Carrard, who plays Kaz. This is his first major role. And I think you definitely can see that, right? There, is, there are moments when... It, you know, delivery and thing is a little bit stiff. It is a little bit stiff in places. But the here's the thing, right? Because of what this film is about, right? And the fact that you are dealing with, like, these situations. So you have the whole... Wait, don't, nah, don't look at me. Don't talk to me. No, this is who I am. This is So you have that defensiveness, right? The, yeah, I, I think the, the stiffness does work, right? It, it does actually work. It doesn't hamper the film or the performance because there is that kind of aloofness from Kaz, especially, you know, at the start, right, so, um, yeah, it, 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 it's not a, a distraction, but there is a, a nice feel with the other characters, you know, with Anahira, Jem, you know, Gerard, like, all of those encounters, right, with Kaz, they all work, right, because, you know, the whole gem situation works, because it's got to be a little awkward, right, it's got to be that, you know, Anahara, they were best friends, so that, were, and Gerald, you know, he hasn't seen his dad, hasn't seen his dad, There's a lot has happened, so it's gonna be awkward, but, you know, you then see it changing and evolving, which is great. You know, that whole Anahira situation, like, I, I you know, that's really, I liked it, right? But you have her re relating, like, this mantra, and you have this, you know, uncomfortableness, right? The scene with her in the library, you know, she's trying to, you know, get to grips on something, but then there's also, you know, her situation, right, because, you know, she's seeing a girl, but, you know, she, she's seen guys as well, 
but people are still saying stuff. There's still labels attached to her, right? I think at the very beginning, we see this one situation, right, between her and Agnes, which, yeah, I think it says it all, really. You know, there's actually the, both of the scenes, the big scenes with Anahira and Agnes kind of, you know, solidify this whole kind of situation, right? So, yeah, really interesting. And then at the end, right, at the end, you, you get that whole bullying vibe, you know, trying to um, devalue someone. You then have the, the powerful acceptance, which does work, right? It, it does work, but I would say it is a little, is a, is a fast 180 from where you were. But, yeah, you know, it, it's a, a good moment to end the film on. I would say that. Right, so, um, yeah, I don't know what I expected coming into this, right? Yeah, I don't know what I expected, but, you know, happily surprised, happily surprised, and I found it very interesting. You know, because it's dealing with, like, suicide, and there's there's a lot going on. Right, and I think it kind of also speaks to the whole activist thing, right? Because sometimes, why are people doing this thing, right? What is the actual motive? You know, because sometimes it's because you're really into something. Sometimes, you know, you're doing it because, you know, you want to be with someone and that's their thing. So it's like, all right, I'll, 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 get, I'll get involved too. But mm, I think with all of these things going on in the film, you know, it doesn't lose track. I don't think we, we get muddled in any way. And it's like, wait, what, what are we focusing? Like, who's the, what's the stuff? You know, no, I think everything is clear. Yeah, it's interesting. It feels real, right? So you have this good conversation between Anahira and Jem, right? It flows naturally, right? It flows like a, you know, conversation would in that situation. And that's a good thing about these conversations because, yeah, they don't feel forced, which, you know, that's always the worry, right? You're dealing with certain topics, and it's like, oh, is someone trying to shoehorn their opinion in? It's like, what's happening here? But no, all of this feels feels natural. It feels right. So, people, I would definitely check out Ruangi, you know? It, there is some comparisons, I would say, in tone and feel to uh, Monsoon, right? So Monsoon, that was the, or, I want to say it's the 2019 London Film Festival. 
you know, a, a very good feel about someone, you know, returning home from, um, you know, after being away for a while, right? And and so you get that kind of vibe with this. So I'd say, look, if you enjoyed Monsoon, then yeah, I think you would enjoy uh, Ruangi. But yeah, I, I do feel it's worth, yeah, worth giving a, a shot. I enjoyed it and people, right? As with our other films, this is, um, it's available in closed captions. Right, it comes in English and Mari. You know, and uh, you know, don't worry if you don't speak Mari, there are English subtitles, okay? And you can watch this up until 11:59 on Sunday the 28th of March. So um yeah, get a little New Zealand, you know, Little New Zealand flavour into you people, Rua Angi. Have you noticed that you're in a lot of films come with those warnings, right? This film has got themes of domestic violence. This film has, you know, sex scenes. This film might contain nudity. This film can, you know what I mean? We always get those. We always get those. But I kind of feel, right, because those never bother me. Violence, you know what I mean? Like, look, we see violence on the news, right? Sex is a part of life, and it's fun. And do you know what I mean? Like nudity, whatever, man. Everyone knows what a body looks like, you feel me? But the warning that we never get. The warning we never get, and I really feel that we should do, is this film will fuck up your emotions, right? This film is going to fucking put a dagger through your heart. How about that for a warning? You know what I mean? Like, a little heads up sometimes, people. Because, god damn, like, with this film, maybe keep a box of kleenex by you yeah a little a little warning you know what I mean? something like that jeez i i just watched the greenhouse and um yeah it is a full-on emotional roller coaster right you are going to be just ugh it's gonna put you through the ringer it really is right this this film takes you on highs on lows gives you that anxiety right it, it takes you back to so many of those emotional minefields that you may have been on you know but no warning no warning <laughs> I mean, I gotta say, Thomas Wilson White, fuck you. <laughs> you. <laughs> he is a monster. Thomas Wilson White is a straight up monster, right? <laughs> but a genius as well. You know what I mean? He's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, right? Because this film is 
one of the most original, just unique pieces of cinema I have seen in a while. Like every now and again, we, you know, these things come along and you're just like, yo, that was really good. See, like things that jump to mind, right? So, um, come true. That was something different, right? Talked about that last week. We've got, um, like Possessor that was in the BFI London Film Festival last year. You know, that was different. The Tangle. I mean, I, I can't speak highly enough of that one, right? There, there's these certain films that come and just grip you. Cicada was that, like, sweet, just different, nice kind of film, you know? And The Greenhouse is one of those. It is one of those, right? So it is written and directed by Thomas Wilson White, the monster genius him, himself. Um... <laughs> He's probably going to think, you arsehole, what's wrong with you? <laughs> it is produced by Lizzie Carter, uh, Gemma Douglas, David Gilberry, Spencer McLaren, and Marlon Vogeluskan. The music is from Freya Burkhart. The cinematography is Daniel Bolt. Like, film editing is Kelly Cameron and Christian Cheng. Production design is Isabella Andronos. Costume design, Ellen Strandstreet. Right? Um, yeah, you know. I feel like people need to get a shout out, you know? And the cast. Well... Lillian Tweedy Bell is played by Rhonda Findleton. You know, Ruth um, Tweedy Bell is played by Camilla Arkin. Then we, you know, they're the parents. Then we've got the kids. We'll go with age. So Beth Tweedy Bell is played by Jane Watt. Right? We've got um Raph. He's played by Joel Horwood. Um who's the next? I think it's probably Drew. So that's Shiv Palaka. And then um Doni Tweedy Bell is played by Christy Maralia. So then we have um, Ryan, that's a Lincoln Vickery, and we have um, Lauren, it's played by Harriet Gordon Anderson. You know, um, yeah, I think they're the, they're the major players in this piece, right? So, I mean, I have to say, right, with this film... I think it's always best to go in not knowing much. Like, I didn't know anything. I'm I'm just watching these films, man. I'm watching and enjoying these films. So, the dis 
if I say anything to you people, do not read the full description, right? Because I think the film is even more powerful without knowing everything, you know? And when I look at the full description, it gives you this big bit of information I did not know. And so when I was, I got, I mean, yeah. I did get hit by a motherfucking truck emotional wise, right? When the revelation comes at like this thing, which is in the description, right? So maybe if you don't want to get hit by that, read it. Otherwise, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut out some information, alright? So let's go like this. Beth stumbles across a portal to the past, where she can revisit happier times, but soon finds it hard to stay away. As her three younger siblings return home for a family celebration, Beth escapes the pressure of being the eldest by spending more time traveling through the portal. Swept away by bittersweet memories of, um, you know, past family occasions, and life, and her own tentative steps towards love. Beth can't see the danger that lurks beneath the surface of this magical place until it's too late. Yeah, I, I, I kind of, yeah, I, I cut out a couple of big things there, people. So don't hate me, but I honestly feel that, yeah, this will really, really work for you without knowing everything, right? And it's a son of a bitch, right? So we start off with a family dinner, a family meal, which is a good trick, right? Because it, it, it fills you in on certain dynamics and information in just an easy flowing way without having to say, okay, so this is Beth. Beth is, this is Donnie. Dooney is, you know what I mean? So it's, it's a nice way of filling you in with everyone and letting you know, right? So I like that device. And um, yeah, so we go from there. And then... Right, so we go from this fun, and it, 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 the conversation works, right? It, it's this fun little conversation. But then we go to um, Beth, so she's in bed, she's waking up, and she looks kind of sad, you know? <clears throat> she looks kind of sad, but she's got stuff to do. Right, so we, we see her, you know, traveling and then catching up with the siblings, right? All, all the drama of getting this celebration up and running, you know, and we kind of get a glimpse into each of the siblings' works and things like that. But while this is going on, Beth sees someone from her past. And you definitely get a fit. Like, there's an indication, right? There's an indication of the connection. But it, it, it's not straight up there. But you kind of get there. You know what I mean? So, 
we, we have all of this going on. And I've got to say, there are hints. <laughs> you know what I mean? There are definitely hints to some of the things at the start. But I think it's the way it's being shot and everything, it's not overt. Let's say that. It's, it's not overt. But, right, so all of this stuff is going on. And, you know, she's asleep. And she wakes up, right? She's had this kind of uh, vision, nightmare, this thing. And so we, we have Beth wake up. And then she's just like, huh. So then she goes to explore and she finds, she finds it, right? I mean, it's in, it's in the title. This ain't no spoiler. It's in the, the film is called it, The Greenhouse. She finds a greenhouse, okay? Now listen, right, I've seen this film described as a modern fairy tale. I don't know about that. <laughs> Look, I understand the sentiment, right? But if this was a fairy tale, it's more akin to the original Grim Tales, right? Because the original Grim Tales are some grimy, nasty, dark, twisted little things. They're not, you know, these cute little tales that everyone tells the kids. No, 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 no. They were a lot darker, a lot meaner. So if that's what you're saying this is, then maybe. But it's not malicious. I think the darkness with this comes from the relationships, right? And life. Because it approaches all of those things realistically. It's not trying to Hollywood it up. It's not trying to gloss over situations. No, it's giving it to you rough, rugged and raw. Hardcore. You know what I mean? That's what it's doing to you people. And <laughs> you gotta be ready for it, right? You gotta be ready for it. So when she first goes through, Right? When she first goes through this portal, like she doesn't know what she's doing. Because it just looks like a greenhouse. You know what I mean? And she walks through, goes through the other door, and it's like something that's literally just happened that day. Right? That's what she walks in on. But as she goes further in, she's then seeing this other stuff, right, from when they were kids, and all of that, and definitely those happier moments, right, she, she stumbles on those, and yeah, that's where you can see how tough it is, you know, it, it, it's that thing and when you see conversation like those conversations that you wished had gone differently you know what I mean we get a lot of those because you know you've had them right when it's just like oh, why don't you just leave me alone right 
when you know that's gonna cut so well no when you're a kid like you don't know certain things are as cutting as you know what i mean they are right and you don't have that check on your emotions so you just blurt things out and you say i hate you i wish you were dead why don't you just leave me alone forever you mean shit like that and it's just like ugh. you mean like when you look at that stuff now you'd be like oh that's some mean ass shit but as a kid it's just like yeah you know so she's seeing stuff like that let's say you know which is it's rough right so when she comes out of it in back into you know the current time you know people think oh she's tired like oh you know like why are you so sleepy man oh are you drunk because like you know when it's all of these emotions impacting her you know which is just yeah i i think that's one thing because you know people go oh i'd love to go back in time and i'd go to this but it's like i don't think people really think about the consequences you know how certain things will impact you like what it would be like to seeing a you know a breakup with an old partner you know like a death of someone close to you you know just shit like that right you're having to relive that stuff how would that actually be how would that actually you know affect you because you know the way you remember things isn't necessarily exactly how it goes so all of that is now refreshed weighing heavy on your ass right and that's some tough shit so we have her kind of going between these two realities you know and you see the strain right you see the strain and there's these moments there are these lovely little moments right these really lovely moments a between like lauren and this person i mean beth and this person right we see that and you you see the connection you're in this pure this loving connection that isn't you know but then we also see the end of it and god damn if Yuri, you haven't seen a scene that's gonna mess you up right this is so tough it's so tough like okay? also because you know why like you know why it happens and then we see the scene that really emphasizes why that thing must have happened right so you see all of this and it's just like it's like a one two from fucking tyson 
dude, it's just horrendous, right? It is one of the worst things, and you're just watching it, and you just, oh, oh, oh no. You know what I mean? Legit, I'm just fucking watering up watching this goddamn film. You know what I mean? And it's just like, goddamn, what is wrong with me? I know this is a film. Like, why am I feeling so bad? Right, so we're watching all of this, and I have to say, look, the, the, the story is great, and the script is great, but it cannot come off, you know what I mean, like, there is no payoff without the performances that we see from this cast, you know, because, oh my god, we, we are seeing some incredible performances, you know, just, whew, like Rhonda Fiddleman at Fiddleton and Camellia Alkin just oh make a really sweet couple. Like you you see and you just honestly feel like the happiness between them radiating out to you, right? And then like the kids. You know, I, I probably Beth you know, Beth is probably the one who has the most screen time out of all of them. And it makes sense with the way the story is. And Jane Watt is a revelation. Jane Watt is fantastic. She has to, man, she has to come with so much emotional range here so much emotional range, and she delivers at every turn, every turn, you know, she really knocked it out of the park, and isn't, it, it, and that's not even taking away from the others, like, Drew, Shivy, um, Palavka, Dooney, Kirsty Marilla, and Raph, Joel Hallwood, like, they all have to, as well, kind of, you know, come with all these different kind of facets of, yeah, the, these relationships, you know, the relationships with Beth, with their parents, with each other, and obviously, because they do all love each other, right, but, you know, moving away from home, you drift apart slightly, so there are arguments, but at the core, there is this connection that binds, right, this loving connection that intertwines them all, and they really deliver, right, they really deliver, and they all have their moments, right, they all have their moments, there is a point at the end where Drew realizes something he said was so wrong, right, was, was so wrong, and we see it, and it is so raw, like, it is, oh, it is 
heartbreak. Like there are so many heartbreaking moments that just catch you and you're just like, oh man. And yeah, they, oh my gosh, they really deliver these scenes. They really do, right? So the, the family, but also, right? You've got Ryan, you know, Lincoln Vickering, who isn't in it much, but he, he you know, plays his part for sure. Plays his part. And Lauren, like Harriet Gordon Anderson, man, like, she is some heavy shit in this, right? But it, it, it's, it is definitely full circle. It is definitely full circle. You get this complete full, you know, full-bodied arc. And it is fantastic. And, you know, yeah, you, you, we first meet her and it's all a little tentative, you know. And as it goes on, you know, we see her. We see relief. We see love. We see understanding. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the music. I just love the music. Because it's not so much. This is happy. This is sad. It's just. You know. This. This rhythm. That kind of resonates with you. You know. It just builds up and it just kind of frames these scenes so well like so well and the cinematography jeez you know because we got this fog and you have to do these transitions with the time fractiation i don't think that's a word but hey ho you know but we get these different things and it's just you know the thing that i love really about this film is like when we're seeing all these people and everything like that like no one's they haven't tried to glam everyone up now i mean it's not to say everyone looks shabby no 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 but you know when you wake up you look like you've woken up you know there's there's moments when everyone is looking completely stunning like the party and just everything like that, right? But then there's other scenes where, yeah, they've woken up or they've been through a traumatic thing and it shows, right? And you know what I mean? So the makeup, they killed it. The cinema, like the scenes and everything like that. It's just, man, it all comes together. This all comes together. All comes together. And listen, I'm going to say this now. Right, because like I haven't seen every film in this festival yet, but I'm gonna say this right if you have a limited choice of films, you have to watch The Greenhouse, right? Do not miss this film, right? This film is a revelation. This film is going to be one of those ones that you go back to time and again. I mean, trust me, you're going to have to give a little time in between because whew, you can't watch this film on the reg. It's going to fuck with your emotions so bad. <laughs> but this is a film you will come back to, you know, because it is so good. It is so 
good. So people watch the greenhouse. It it's also comes with closed captions and audio description. It's only 88 minutes, but it's just fantastic. It is fantastic. So people, man, I gotta say, hats off to Thomas Wilson White. You know, hats off to Thomas Wilson White, right? Lizzie Carter and the rest of the producing team. You know what I mean? Jane Watt, right? Lincoln Vickery, Shiv Pavlikar, Kirsty Mallory, Camilla Akin, Joel Horwood, Harriet Gordon Anderson, Rhonda Findleton. Like, you have all created such a magnificent piece, right? And it is playing from today until 11.59 on Sunday the 28th, all right? So, people, enjoy the greenhouse. Okay, people, so yeah, we're done. We're done. But festival is still running, people. It's going to the 28th. So hey, we will be back tomorrow with even more film goodness for you. Remember, take note of all those events you heard about at the beginning of the episode. And uh, go to the episode details for all those important links. The social media, the websites, all of that stuff. And don't forget, people, check out the BFI Flare website, the Facebook, the YouTube. Because you can access so much stuff there, people. So, enjoy. Oh, man, there are so many great films, right? So, have fun, people. Pursue that happiness. Listen,